0: Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip Innovations That Changed Everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth oriented businesses. We say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space, and we get to hear their stories. Now, today's guest is a widely respected expert on combustion testing, wireless tools, and lots of other technologies, and is a registered professional engineer in Pennsylvania. And with that extensive experience in the field, he co-founded a company that has grown to one of the largest online stores in the HVAC and refrigeration market that has multiple years representation on the Inc 5000. He's the president and CEO of True Tech Tools. Please welcome Bill Spohn. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Jeff. P- really pleasure to be here. Thanks for hey. inviting me on the show.
1: No, it's a pleasure for us. We're grateful to have this chance to kind of hear your story and, uh, and tell us how you've achieved all of this success. And uh, But first, tell us a little bit about True Tech. What do you guys do over there?
2: Sure. So uh, True Tech was a business founded out of frustration. (laughs) Uh, I I worked for a couple of companies. We used to design some great product, try to sell the products, and and nobody's really getting it. So uh, father, son, team, uh, and I uh, teamed up together in 2007 and started the company. Uh, So we sell uh, testing tools and installation tools for heating and air conditioning contractors, as well as people that improve sort of the energy performance of buildings. So it's a really hot topic now.
1: Yeah. And it's funny that you say that and how many conversations I've had where the 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 impetus for a business came from, you know what, I've been doing this for a long time for this company. And, and man, I feel like we could do it this way. It would be so much yeah. better. And it sounds like that's your story too. So let's let's kind of go back. Let's go back in time and talk a little bit about like kind of what you were doing before and then how it, you came to the idea to start this.
2: Sure. So um Growing up, I I wanted to be either an astronaut, but then my mom said no, so I had to be an engineer. Uh, So so I was an engineer, uh, started designing different products, got into the HVAC field, uh, worked for uh, three great companies there, and just, again, formed this vision that things weren't being done the way I thought they could be done. So um, along the way, you know, I had to... uh, sort of gather information about how to design products, to do the R&D, to do quality control, to do manufacturing. And I worked in business development. I worked in all those different roles. I was a business unit leader. So it's sort of like I, I was building a resume for myself. I, I built it so that I could eventually uh, own and run a company uh, and, and also sort of like walk the walk, talk the talk of the people that uh, would be working for me uh, and as I built my team. And so, do
1: you've designed some products as well. Is that true?
2: Yeah, I have uh, four U.S. patents. Um, they're all about test and measurement products. Some for carbon monoxide uh, testing. Uh, some for a breath analysis of carbon monoxide. Very interesting subject. Uh, also, some for doing sort of high tech diagnostics on heating and air conditioning systems.
1: Yeah. So, tell us a little bit about what these other places were doing wrong that you think you are you can now do better. Like what. What did you try to what were the things you were trying to improve upon that maybe someone else could learn from like there yeah we would we'd like sure. to improve that too
2: so I think over the years I've developed this this sort of a formula for uh respect for people um and and we break it into sort of three groups in our company, and it sort of mirrors our logo our logo has like three pillars, the three t's of true tech mm. uh, it's customers, of course, everybody says that uh employees, you know everybody says that too, but we also say vendors because we're a reseller. Mm. And we respect the vendors. We work closely with the vendors. We let them know when something's going off track. Uh, we give them advice. Uh, and, and we also have in that vendor group, there's a new group of influencers that have come up uh, in the last five years or so, where there's a lot of people on social media who are actually uh, engaging, doing free training, lots of videos, and we support them uh, in various ways.
1: Talk to me a little bit about the process of going. So at some point you, you just said that I'm done. This is, I'm going to set out on my own. Um, But you did, you didn't just do it by yourself or you had a co-founder. Tell me a little bit about the process of how you found someone to, to kind of go into this with you and then what you guys did to go to market.
2: Sure. So I I think for me, it was like a, sort of like a calculated risk in 2007. Again, this father and son team had thought about starting a website and they reached out to me because I was a friend of theirs. Um, and so I started uh, supporting them with information, some concepts, uh, some systems, uh, and they paid me. Uh, but it was sort of like a part-time job for me to start and set them up. The first year was 70000 in sales. The second year was 250000 in sales. Mm. The, the dad who was running the company goes like, I wanted a retirement hobby, not another job. Uh, <laughs> please help me find somebody to buy this company. So the son and I bought out most of the shares from him. And then... Right after that, I went to work full-time. But it was still like, um, you know, we still actually were just barely profitable. I mean, like $3,000 for the year. So uh, it was a bit of a risk uh, to take, you know, my family of eight and say, hey, honey, we're going to go launch a company. Uh, we're going to spend full-time here. But, you know, uh, Maryland had faith in, faith in me. I had uh, faith and, and felt like I had a really great network to build this with.
1: Well, you, I mean, you did describe, I mean, it may, may not have been, Quite profitable uh, as you might expect, but I mean that's a huge jump from seventy five to two hundred and fifty thousand in a year. What do you what do you think you guys did early on to start start
2: experiencing that kind of success? So I I immediately pulled the company into some trade shows and some mm. in my network. So I, I have really a great network, a strong network in this heating and air conditioning and building performance sides. Uh, so I drew him in and said, "Okay, hey, you got to get that vendor. You got to get that vendor on board. You got to talk with these people." So I sort of parlayed my my re- my uh, relationship and reputation uh, from just doing good work with other people to having those people, uh, you know, sell through us and and having the trust.
1: Awesome. And when you guys kind of merged together and 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 made it your own, uh, what were some of the initial successes and failures that you you felt in those first what did you learn from that maybe is different now because it's been around for um 12 years 13 years now i think yeah I thirteen years, yeah yeah. that's that's a long time and you guys are obviously super successful now with uh being on the inc 5000 and the, you're not worried about profits at least i don't think so anymore um but how did you get
2: there Sure. So I think some of the successes we had were sort of studying how things worked and thinking about from a customer's perspective, like walking the customer journey all the time, mm-hmm. always making adjustments and always paying attention, uh, you know, literally listening in on the phone. Not, I mean, answering phone calls, uh, reading emails, responding to messages, reviews, all kinds of things. Uh, and then from that, we also had. I would say we we sort of let our egos get away from us a couple of times. Uh, a couple of guys came to us and said, they used to work for a company and said, Hey, we can build this great product to replace the other guys. And we're like, Oh, great. We're in. So we sent them like almost a hundred thousand dollars to develop this product and nothing came from it. Mm. It just vanished. They went off the map. So we, that was one of the years where we we made nothing. Wow. Um, and, and it was, it was tough. It was sort of like, you know, we should, We should make sure we understand our lane and stay in our lane. And there's really plenty of room for growth if we focus on customers and we focus on what we do well, which is acquiring customers, training them about the product and delivering the product to them rapidly.
1: Yeah. And it seems like that the customer
2: retention then is a big
1: factor in the success that you guys have had, or do you find that, that
2: customers stick around and if so, how do you, how do you keep them? Sure. We, we try to make it sticky by uh, we actually have a rewards program on our website. So just like your credit card, you can earn this thing called true rewards um, so that you can build up these points that you can go back and buy more products with. Uh, We have actually have contests now on our website. So if you're a frequent visitor to our homepage, you can enter a contest and get prizes that are from hundreds to over a couple thousand dollars worth of prizes um, and that's part of what our vendors like about us is we keep on innovating, doing things differently. Um, and we you know, have an email list, of course. Uh, we're active on social media. And then we do a lot of free webinars uh, where we either engage our vendors or experts in the field or our own expertise. And we present these. We also have a podcast. And that, that's just like uh, mine's called Building HVAC Science. Um, and it's just sort of like what's on my mind. And if you're interested in following me, go right ahead. But I'm going to pursue things that are interesting to me. And it it sort of uh, gives a personality to the business. So it sounds like
1: some of the, I guess, innovations that you guys have been doing over the past uh, 13 years or so is uh, developing relationships because, uh, as you said, your customers, your employees and your vendors and a lot of people neglect that vendor relationship or may just think of well that's just where we get the stuff right right? just buying
2: it Uh, yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: so tell me a little bit more about like that about how you kind of manage that vendor relationship and make sure that that's something that that is solid
2: so so we actually um do an internal report card on our vendors and we evaluate the strength of the relationship there's four of us on the team that do that Um, you know, they get like a letter grade, like from a plus to D minus. And if it's D minus, we try to figure out is, you know, is it them? Is it us? Is it the situation? Is it the market? Or is there somebody that's like coming up the ranks that's displacing them? Hmm. So, uh, we assign, uh, the team of four to be the prime contact with the vendor and to develop that relationship to, to know them, you know, firsthand, be able to pick up the phone and call them. Um, and then we, we what we do is we learn from like some vendors will bring us ideas. Sometimes we'll bring ideas to vendors, but we try to be transparent in in offering the same ideas across the board. So the smallest vendor can do what the biggest vendor did um, if they'd like to participate.
1: Yeah. So you told us a little bit about how you uh, retain the customers. Now we're talking about how to retain your vendors. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about the employee culture, your employee engagement there.
2: Sure. So we, we've been growing a lot. Uh, we're up to 16 full-time employees. And in the, um, I guess that I we've asked the employees, we've actually done sort of like surveys, internal surveys. Um, it, they like the more or less laid back atmosphere. Um, we don't really try to push anybody. My My mantra is, and everybody's heard it time after time. I want to invest in systems that take away the routine work so you can think about the customer. And hmm. if I can, and I don't want you to do reports. I uh, don't want you to fill out forms uh, that are unnecessary. I, I want you to do things that benefit the customer. If you always keep the customer first, they'll keep us first in mind.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, I was reading an article um, that you uh, participated in, and you, in that you said, when people ask me, what do you make at True Tech? <laughs> do you remember what you said?
2: Yeah, I said, I, we make people happy.
1: Yeah, tell me tell me about that that process because I I think that's huge.
2: Yeah, because actually, so like several of our brands, people will come to our will will search something, uh, come to our website and think they're talking to the brand. So, Mm. uh, like, there's one brand I'll mention the name Testo, big orange brand. I worked for them for 10 years, so there's this kind of like murky relationship. You know, where's the line? Does Bill still work for them, or is you know Bill a distributor for them? Mm. So people come to us and say, "Hey, I got a gripe about this Testo product." Okay. And then, then after a while they go like, wait a minute, you're not Testo. No, we're not, we're not Testo, but we sell a lot of Testo. Mm. So um, that, you know, that, that allows us to, um, you know, we, we respect that relationship with the vendor.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I, I just thought that was a great quote. And I thought, I thought people would love to
2: yeah, to hear know, that. Just to, to finish up on that. Sorry, I lost no, the no, thread. No, no, go ahead, please. <laughs> but it's like, so you don't actually make anything. You don't make any products. No, we we stock, we kit, we sell, we understand, we train on, but we don't actually make anything physically um, except make you happy.
1: Now, I know that you're also um, on your LinkedIn, you said that you're a net zero advocate. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what that means.
2: Sure. So all, all this uh, experience and um, great heating and air conditioning systems, ventilation systems, a lot of it for housing. And then this building performance aspect, uh, my wife and I decided we were going to build our first and last home, our forever home. Mm. Uh, and then we set about doing that around uh, 2018. And we just moved in uh, back in November 2020. So um, we, we've, we've had to um, you know, make some decisions along the way. And one of them was we were going to make a goal to be a net zero home. So what that means is we would uh, generate on-site as much energy or more than what we consume. So we had to build a very uh, energy-efficient enclosure, but that wasn't our top uh, in the loading order of things. Our first one was the aesthetics, what it looked like and how it fit on the site and where it was. Then it was comfort, and then it was healthy indoor air quality, and then it was energy efficiency. But all those things really marry together so nicely um, that, you know, I I hook on the buzzword of net zero because people will start to listen. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of get, if I can get the platform to get them to listen, I'm going to start to spin the story about how all these other things accrue when you choose this direction to go in.
1: Yeah. What about for companies or corporations out there that might want to also uh, kind of become that kind of a company or, or move in that direction? What are some, some thoughts that you have on that, pro- that process?
2: So I, I think you have to, um, you know, understand what you can do in the space that you're in. So if you mm-hmm. want a net zero building, uh, first off, you have to get control over the air leakage. I mean, this is a real techie thing, but that's like what I'm all, all about. Being mm-hmm. an engineer and X or maybe future astronaut, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, You have to get control over the air in the building and then the insulation. And then once you get sort of the energy footprint down, things like solar energy uh, or wind energy become very, very achievable to do even on site. Sometimes, though, you might want to actually look at your energy provider and see if you can can direct your purchase to some of those uh, renewable resources um, and and do it that way or uh, do things like join a community solar group. Uh, they have them for commercial as well as residential where you don't even have to have the solar array on your property it could be on somebody else's property but you sign up to support them and the energy comes your way yeah
1: that's awesome yeah i just thought it would be cool to to share that there's a lot of um, other entrepreneurs and ceos out here that are listening to this show that there might be ways that they can you know take their business in that same kind of direction um, so, so as we're approaching, you know, this, uh, milestone in your, uh, company, cause I, again, it's been about 13 years. You're almost, you know, a couple years, you'll, you'll be at the 15 year mark. Tell me what it is you think that you guys have done, uh, to innovate. Like what was, what do you think the tipping point was to allow you to, to kind of experience this kind of success thus far?
2: So part of it was, uh, working with, uh, an e-commerce platform that, uh, was flexible and also young. And I figured mm-hmm. this out the other day, I actually stated this to somebody we like working with smaller vendors, um, because they can sort of understand our pain. Um, and i smaller is like, you know, anything under like 50 or hundred million, that, that would be, you know that that's the kind of vendor that sort of works well with us. Some of the bigger vendors, it just doesn't seem to mesh. It's sort of like our our culture maybe is too weird. We we jump around and change things too much. We ask too many questions. We don't fit in any boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think um, for for us as working with like size companies has really helped us out.
1: That's awesome. So you did mention maybe potential future astronaut. Yeah. So before before we started uh, this conversation, you told me about an opportunity that's coming up. Tell me a little, t- let's tell the listeners about it.
2: Sure. So our, our web services platform, it's called Shift4Shop. Um, they ran a, actually ran a, a commercial during the Super Bowl. Um, people may have caught it. Uh, it was also tied in with uh, St. Jude's Children Research Hospital. Um, they're going to be um, the the CEO of the company, the billionaire, Jared Isaacman, has bought um, the all the seats on the first civilian space flight, wow. which is scheduled to go up this year. Uh, one of the seats will be given to someone for generosity, uh, someone who's a donor, one for hope, someone who works for St. Jude's that's a former cancer survivor and one for prosperity. That's the seat I'm up for the prosperity one. So it has to be a customer of this company and you have to submit a, um, a video. Um, and the video uh, was due on uh March or February 28th, 140 uh, second video explaining your entrepreneurial story. Wow. Uh, and it's sort of like what I'm talking about here the ups mm-hmm. and the downs. So this is very fresh in mind because I just finished it two days <laughs> sure. ago, like right before midnight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so and before we go, I do want to give you a chance to tell folks one how can they find you? You already mentioned, I think, the website, but uh, again, just to kind of reiterate, tell people how they can find True Tech and you, and then also uh, a little bit about your podcast.
2: Sure. So, um, you can find me, Bill Spohn, B I L L S P O H N, long O. Um, you can. I'm pretty visible on social media. I'm one of the first hits to come up anywhere in a search for that, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. cetera. I also, uh, this home that we designed, I actually also have a blog for it. It's s p o h n h o m e dot ecom Sounds a little bit like E-T home. I love home. that, yeah.
1: <laughs> that was where my uh,
2: head yeah, went. <laughs> exactly, a lot of people's mind go there. So I figured that's it's a, it's a mnemonic there. Uh, so uh, you can find me there. And then the podcast, I actually, I do one like you. I, I'm a contract host for one. I started to do one on my own. Uh and uh, someone contacted me and in, in our in my network and said, hey, this organization, ResNet, wants to do one. It's the residential energy rating systems. So it's called ResTalk, R-E-S-T-A-L-K, that one I do on contract for ResNet. And there's one I do on my own called Building H V A C Science. Uh and the the idea there is that it's both my sort of my networks, both my um my worlds with the H V A C sitting in the center of a building. And it's about science because that's my, my bent. That's, that's the way I go with things. That's
1: awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us today and sharing so much about your company. It's been a pleasure.
2: It, it's really been great, Jeff. I, I really appreciate the chance to do this and glad you reached out to connect.
1: And thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip. I'm Jeff, and we hope to see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit Arkelea.com guest. And a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkelea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at Orkalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.